following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthling. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. <laughs> yes. Allow me to puff as well. Mm. Uh, uh, Those are some powerful herbs. <laughs> giving me dark visions. Shall we pack this again? I, I'm not giving visions. I'm not sure if it's working, is it? Visions. Visions. Daddy, so you seeing what I'm seeing? You making a fool of yourself. <laughs> you think Jack is a Latino? I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you. Hold on one second here. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all, back inside the dark recesses of my mind. This is Inside the Jackal's Head, and we are back live on PSN Radio. That's right, it's July 21st, 2015. 21st of July, can you believe that? Wow, this year's almost gone, everybody. It's already July 21st. Soon, December. Hope everyone is having a good time tonight. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at The Jackal. Also, as soon as the show is over, head over to the main website and download the podcast free. The website is www.thejackalshead.com. And that it's spelled this way. It's spelled T-H-A-J-A-C-K-A-L-S-H-E-A-D.com. Thejackalshead.com. Tonight we have Neja Boss. I hope I uh, said that right. He's going to be the guest on the show tonight. He's uh, the member, founding member, I guess we could say, and uh, I guess the main artist of the uh, Young Paper Boys. And that song you heard earlier was uh, one of their tracks. In fact, I, you know, I was checking out a lot of the music they have on YouTube, and these, you know, these guys have a lot of stuff on YouTube. I mean, there's a lot of videos on there with a lot of hits too. So they're like, they're getting buzz. 40,000 views, 50,000 views. Good stuff, you know? And uh, I was checking out a lot of their stuff, and there's, it's it's weird because there's a lot of, like, different sounds and different music and all kinds of different um, genres being mixed by these dudes. And the Young Paper Boys is a Nigerian hip-hop, R&B, and pop group based in Europe. Uh, they're one of the hottest artists in Nigeria and Europe. All you know, right now, they have over they have over seventeen thousand sales in iTunes from this past year alone. Young Paper Boys continue to develop as artists and songwriters by working under uh, the, some of the Nigerias and UKs and Germany's uh, biggest musical names, such as Lil Jojo, Hardex, um, Angelina, Logan Chapman, Alex Martin. Uh, let me see here, and uh, well, I haven't heard of this one. I'm sorry. Uh, suit flute, yeah. Well, anyway, many more. Uh, they also have, uh, got signed to Universal Media Group in 2011, band music uh, label in 2010, and now officially uh, they are managed by Nasia Major, uh, Nasia Major Records. In uh, 2013, they got picked up, and now they're here on Inside the Jackal's Head. Uh, let me see. 2009, Young Pebble Boys released their debut album, Moving, achieving modest sales around the uh, world. With approximately 8,000 copies uh, sold, and of course, there's iTunes is uh, blowing up at 17,000 sales, which is really the way to go nowadays. Like now, you know, yeah, back in the day, record sales, CDs, all that stuff meant a lot, but now it's iTunes. How many hits you have on YouTube? 
that stuff is what really counts these days. Most artists, they don't even get paid on their record sales these days. It's crazy like that. It really is. It's you know the performances, uh, concerts, that's where they're making a lot of their bread. So, Naija Boss is going to be with us in about uh, 10 minutes, and yeah, we're going to go uh, out to some of his music before we go on break so you can check out some of the stuff uh, the Young Paper Boys have on the internet. I have a couple things to go over in the news before we go on break, though. Uh, yesterday was the big show. And I'm not talking about the wrestler from the WWE, not him. The big return of Art Bell. That's right, Art Bell returned last night, folks, and it was amazing. It was just awesome. Wish I could play a clip, but I don't think I can. Keith might kill me. But it was awesome. I mean, I suggest everybody go to ArtBell.com, join the uh, Time Traveler's uh, Pass. Get It's only like five bucks, people. I mean, you'd be stupid and lazy not to do this. And uh, download the podcast. If you didn't hear it live, it was just a great show. He started off with uh, Crystal Gale, uh, who, of course, sang uh, Midnight in the Desert, the title track to his new show, which is the name of the show, Midnight in the Desert. Uh, great show. And, man, the, let me tell you something. The stream was incredibly packed yesterday. Oh, my goodness. From Future Theater that let in, lucky, uh, let into Art Bell's show. And, uh, our, you know, the numbers was just incredible. Biggest I've ever seen while doing the you know these shows, and uh, art just uh, you know completely obliterated what we did. So just that tells you right there, and uh, it was pretty impressive the numbers we were getting, pretty darn impressive. And uh, of course, uh, Future Theater was the first show that had the uh, the luck of uh, saying uh, you know hey everybody stick around Art Bell's next, and while he's not on this network. PSN-radio.com Art Bell, of course, is uh, the big daddy of them all, and you know, once this show ends at midnight, I really want everybody to go over to ArtBell.com and join the pass, and then go to Dark Matter Digital Network and listen to Art Bell, because it's going to be awesome. He had Graham Hancock on yesterday, and it was just a great, great show. Um, anyway, uh, Richard Hoagland also debuted his show, and it was really good, full of technical issues, though. I heard, uh, you know, a little bit of it, and it was just, uh, there was a lot of technical uh, st- technical problems going on, which is, look, that's going to happen. You know, these cats are new to this, this internet radio stuff. I mean, th- these are old school AM radio, ham radio dudes who are not used to uh, sitting at home and uh, doing this stuff on a digital uh, way and uh, doing it on the internet and podcasting style. So they've got to learn this technique. They've got to learn and master what I do on a weekly basis. That's right. I deserve an applause. Damn right, Petey. Thank you for that. Thank you. All right. But it was really cool. You know, it was cool to be a part of that uh, that episode last night. And uh, to hear Bill Burns, of course, uh, lead us out. and Or lead us in, I guess, to Art Bell. That was very, very cool. And again, tonight we get to do it all over again. For as long as he decides to stay on air. Which, of course, with the... Well, you know. If you're a fan of Art Bell, you know. You know, I don't have to repeat it, right? Exactly. Now, let's go and uh, get some news out of the way here. And uh, first thing I want to go over, actually, is kind of uh, ufology-related, which I want to go over it tomorrow anyway. Uh, this comes from a good friend uh, a good friend of mine, Ulysses Esquire, on Facebook. Ulysses uh, sent me this link saying, uh, Dude, you got to check this out. Wait, I don't think he said dude, but he said, 
Check this out. This is from Lee Spiegel, and uh, he wrote this on HuffingtonPost.com. He said, a retired Air Force colonel claims that new evidence will blow the lid off Randlesham Forest UFO sightings, or the UFO, the main UFO sighting. Uh, says the officer says uh, the Air Force encountered some type of superior intelligence that could change size and change shape. Now, how is that exactly blowing anything out of anywhere? Anyway, a retired Air Force colonel uh, said that he uh, that he has new evidence to, to throw light into the most notorious UFO report in history, the 1980 sighting near Bentwaters Royal Air Force Base in the UK. Uh, says Charles Holt has collected sworn statements from air traffic controllers on duty in 1980 at Bentwaters. They tell him that they witnessed the UFO on radar performing incredible aerial maneuvers, and they were afraid of talking about this until they retired. On December 27, 1980, usual lights were seen, unusual lights uh, were seen by military personnel in the Randisham Forest, located between dual base RAF Bentwaters and RAF Woodbridge. Several witnesses say that they saw fast-moving objects in the sky in addition to a parted landing of a triangular craft in, in the clearing. Uh, when the encounters continued in a second night, Holt, deputy uh, base commander at Bentwaters, uh, leading a group into the forest, experienced part of the unexplained light, uh, light show for himself, including an unknown object moving through the trees, appearing to drip molten substance, as depicted in the illustration above, which you cannot see because this is radio, but if you go to Huffington Post and you look this up by Lee Spiegel, you'll be able to see the image. In addition to the tape recordings Holt made of uh, the UFO sighting unfolded, he also said it was also filled uh, for the following report, and you can't see that if you have to go to the page. There's a whole report on that. I'm not going to read it because it's really long. But see, this doesn't really blow anything out of any water or shed any really new light. It's you know it's more of the same. Oh well, yeah, you know it's yeah. There was a light. Yeah, it was changing. It was it was it was pulsating. It was changing. It was moving. Oh, that's so incredible. Yay. Not really. I mean, this really does absolutely nothing. It's just uh, I mean, it's a good story. Don't get me wrong. At least Spiegel's a good writer. Quite enjoy it, but it doesn't really add anything that's going to make me really say well this is this is it right here this proves Rendlesham Forest happened now it says here um, I'm go to the next story I only have a couple of uh, minutes here before we go on break next one is uh, Michael Chiklis uh, heads to Gotham oh boy the uh, Batman less Batman TV series Fox Gotham has a new series regular in Michael Chiklis A.K.A. formerly known as The Thing. Remember, I think he was uh, the original Fantastic Four two movies. Or he played The Thing, right? Yeah, I believe so. On the heels of last week's uh, news that Fox Gotham has been has added uh, the Goldberg star, uh, star Natalie Allen Lind as uh, Silver St. Cloud. It comes another major casting announce- announcement as TV line reports that Michael Chiklis is set to play a Gotham Police Department captain by the name of Nathaniel Barnes. Barnes lands on the GCPD like a tornado. Gotham's producer tells the outlet, ripping out uh, of the dead wood of Gotham's police force, he is a law and order zealot, uh, unafraid of making enemies on either side of the law. For, uh, for Gordon, Barnes is a hero, a mentor, someone with whom he can share his burden and heroism. Captain Barnes proves himself to be a strong ally to Gordon, but one day... He will make an equally powerful enemy. 
So this is cool. Uh, Checklist uh, is no stranger, of course, to police to uh, police officers. Uh, having headlined uh, the critically acclaimed FX series The Shield, he is also no uh, no stranger to comic book adaptations, starring in both of uh, Tim Story's Fantastic Four bleh, films as Ben Grimm, The Thing, as I said earlier. So there you go. Michael Chiklis has joined the cast of Gotham, the Batman-less Batman show. That show needs to be canceled immediately. I mean, who, honestly, who who greenlighted this thing? I thought it was a good idea to give a network like Fox the right to air a show about Batman without Batman. It's just weird, man. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Just don't get it. Why would they do that? Now, Kansas woman says UFO blocked out moon and stars. And there's an audio clip. If you guys want to hear it, you got to go. You got to go to OpenMinds.tv and uh, check out that link. Kansas woman says UFO blocked out moon and stars. And uh, then she said peyote was hitting hard. A Kansas woman said that she stepped outside with her dog and noticed something unusual in the sky. The moon and the stars were gone, according to an audio testimony posted on AudioBurst.com. And you can listen to it again on OpenMinds.tv. She says, I ran back in the house, got my daughter, dragged her out of the Porsche, and I hollered, look, look. And she looked up, and there she goes. She says, what I say? Where's the moon? Where's the stars? And my neighbors across the way, they all disappeared. They came out of their house, and they were pointing into the sky. And there's like a, it look, well, I guess it looks like a triangle UFO, or I don't know what the hell that is. Like kite? Yeah, it's colorful drawings on it or something. Now, there's a picture on it. It's from uh, Gas, uh, Glasgow, Scotland in 2002. I, don't know, I guess this is an old story. Um, yeah, it blocked out the sky. That's uh, flipping fantastic. More stories with nothing to show for it as proof. If you guys, if you guys want to check that out, openminds.tv. We'll be back in a few minutes with our guest, Neja Boz from Young Paper Boys. Now check this out. There's a song we came uh, into the show with uh, tonight called Angel by My Side. And uh, we're going to go back into break with that song, and then we'll be back live with our guest. So stick around. This is Inside the Jackal's Head on PSN Radio. That's right. Angel by my side, straight from heaven I'm living my life, be at the center Angel by my side, straight from heaven Angel by my side, makes me feel alright Makes me feel alright, makes me feel alright Angel by my side, makes me feel alright Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Look! 
up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Wow, look at him. I'd do him right now. Yeah, me too. If he weren't bald. You may not know it, but this happens to every man at least twice a day. If you're balding, you might as well kiss sex goodbye. Even if you're 16 and have a full head of hair, women can tell if you're going to go bald. And that spells trouble. Let's face it, women hate bald men, except basketball players. What causes baldness? Don't take this the wrong way, but the explanation may be downstairs. It's bald, and it wants you to be too. Through a partially scientific study, doctors have determined that an abundance of testosterone causes baldness. And let's be honest, who needs testosterone? Now science brings you Castrodon. Castrodon goes to the glands that produce testosterone and kills them, protecting your hair and saving your sex life. Within a few days, you'll notice a big difference. You'll begin to look and feel different. If you are willing to do anything to stop the unspeakable from happening to you, take Castrodon. Remember, baldness is loneliness. May impair driving, timekeeping, map reading, and home improvement skills. Castrodon may also cause periodic moodiness, retail addiction, face painting, and menstruation. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fella. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Here's Young people boys, boys, boys. Shout out to Mark Moonhead for this beat. <laughs> Five million girls. Five million girls. All to myself. I'm selfish, right? Five million girls.
I met this girl named Anna, and she's from Costa Rica. Anytime I see her, I'm like, damn, Mama Sita, it's all about a woman. I got a body in my feeling, light skin pretty, dark skin lady, sexy angel, drive me crazy than any other. Long hair with it, cause you know, I love the better for this. Yeah, I'm heading for the world tour, turning every guy into a coach, cause they all look gorgeous, they all have the same switches, turning on with the backdrop, and lighting them with the neck kisses. Cause I was sweet talk, yo, and I sweet walk, yo. Let's go, go, go. All right, everybody, we're back on Inside the Jackal's Head. And as promised, I have with me live the gentleman who is on that track, Five Million Girls, Young People Boys Own, Naja Boss. Welcome to the hello. show, my friend. Uh, hello, hello. How are you people doing out there? Now, when you say people out there, tell them where you are right now, because, man, we're really across the pond here, my friend. I'm in Miami, Florida. Where are you joining us from? Okay, I'm calling all the way from Europe, Ukraine, precisely. My goodness. Well, a time difference. <laughs> Over here, it's like uh, 6 a.m. in the morning. Right now here is 11.23 p.m. What time is it there yeah. again? Uh, 6 a.m. in the morning, 6.23. Wow. You're really dedicated to your craft, man, let me tell you, to be up at this time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's a pleasure having you on, though. Let me tell you, I, I've been listening to a lot of your stuff since, you know, we booked you on the show. Because, uh, you know, that's I got to kind of do that. I got to learn who my guest is, right? And yep. uh, th- you got you really have a lot of, like, you know, different kind of genre, you know, mixed into, like, your music. Uh, you know, what inspired you to, to do all the different, you know, stuff? Because you do hip-hop, R&B, yeah. uh, club music. There's a little bit of everything. Clubs. What inspired Yeah, what inspired you to, to be mm. this kind of artist? The, the 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 problem is like over here in Europe, right? Uh-huh. If you want to get played in the radio, you want to get played in the club, you need to have that pop kind of techno trance type of music. So we have to blend in with the Europe, with the hip hop, because we have fans all over the world. So we try to blend in with the fans in the Europe. We give them their pop music that is kind of the techno pop music. Then the fans in the state the fans back in africa nigeria we try to give them the hip-hop so that's what inspired us of getting both the hip-hop and the pop together that's brilliant though i mean i'm surprised more artists don't do music like that because really you're kind of dipping your toes in every genre and you're yeah exploring you know all the different avenues to put your music out there which is great i mean that's a that's a brilliant idea uh, as an yep. artist, uh, you know, you came out of Nigeria. You know, hip hop is huge in Nigeria, isn't it? Like, how big is it down there? Um, right there in Nigeria is big because uh, we have like an Afro hip hop. It's kind of the Afro Afro beat. It's like an African traditional uh, kind of drum beat with mm-hmm. hip hop to it. So they kind of fuse the hip hop rap into the African uh, music scene. So we call it Afro hip hop. So right there is very big. We have a lot of big artists there who are making it big even in the States. So it's big right there in Africa. So that's why we have to blend it up because definitely we need to get our tracks played right back in home in Nigeria, in Africa. My tracks have been played on the radio. Right over here in Europe, my track is being played and some other radio in the States, in the UK, in the Germany and the rest, they play my songs. So we try to blend in in all aspects like the U.S. and the African and the Europe. So 
we could play it on both radios. Like if you need the techno, we have the techno for you. If you need the pop, we have the pop for you. If you need the hip hop, we have the hip hop. And then to the Afro hip hop, like kind of the traditional African uh-huh. music, we have that too, like sort of an African tune. We, we call that language Pigeon English. Okay. It's like, it's like broken English picked up together. Like it's not like the pure English. It's like broken English picked up together and we formed the life like Pigeon English. So the song is being uh, written and sung in Pigeon English. Gotcha. Yeah. That that's interesting. I, I didn't know there was that many different forms of making music. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but it's crazy because I mean you don't think about it here in the states, but yeah, you know, music is different. You know, everywhere because of the cultures and uh, you know the way people speak and the you know, differences in languages and stuff. Uh, how yeah. hard is it for for you to you know, especially you know, coming out of Nigeria, uh, to pick up on you know different uh, dialects and different forms and, uh, and to really adapt to those styles? How difficult is that at first? Now, the first time it was kind of difficult because, first of all, uh, when the group was found, that was in 2007, okay. right here in Ukraine, uh, we first strictly on the hip-hop scene. Mm. The first track was purely hip-hop, and uh, we met some DJs who we are willing to play us in the club. But oh, when cool. we go to the club, the club was like, we need this dance hall, Europe beat music. So, like, if we, if we want to have you guys play in the club, we need this pop songs, like, being out there in the club. So, we tried to fuse in the system, and luckily, we came into it, and we did some tracks, which um, got into the radios, and could uh, got a lot of L plays, and so on. And at the end of the day, we find ourselves doing more of pop, techno, Europe music. We call it, like, Europe dance music. Right. Because yeah. I, I mean that that style is huge in Europe. I mean that's a that's a huge market. Yeah, yeah. Over, over here is like very huge. Like, yeah. okay, let's give. Let me give you an example. Like, okay, let's say right now we have a lot of um, let's say Rick Ross track nice playing right now in the states, right. and it's right. making a huge effort there. Like over here in Europe, the DJs try to miss in the Rick Ross new track into the Europe pop dance. So it's kind of different. So when you go to gotcha. the club, it's the same Rick Ross track playing in the club, but you, the, the, the beat is different. The right, beat right, right. is coming like, uh, uh, okay, you know this track, uh, uh, DJ Snake? Yes. It's popping over the state right now. Yeah, the, yes, the yes. beat, they might take a Rick Ross vest or uh-huh. take like an Eminem vest and play some such type of beats, such type of, type of trace hip-hop beats. So it's kind of different thing over here. So when you go to the club, you might be still hearing the hip-hop but not on the same beat or on the same BPM rate right, being right. played over in the state. Yeah, and that faster version of hip-hop is definitely popular. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Even here in the States, I mean, there's a lot of clubs down here, especially in Miami, Florida, uh, where I'm from. Uh, down in the South Beach area, they have a lot of clubs that play hip-hop, and they speed up the the music, just like you're saying. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's blowing up everywhere. Now, have you always been musical? Have you always been like into music since you were a kid? Um, I can say definitely when growing up, I myself was not into the music as much. So I started music way back. Uh, that was like two, two, six, two, seven. Okay. Yeah. So when growing up, I wasn't into the music aspect. I was more into technology like uh, computers and so on. So the music aspect, I was not into it so much. Did like one lead to the other? Like your... 
yeah, yeah. interesting computers kind of you know accidentally you made a beat and you're like oh that's kind of cool is that kind of how it happened <laughs> like like uh, way back I could remember way back in Africa because the system there is kind of hard a little bit because of uh-huh. the way the government plays the the let's say the way the government plays the system so I could remember way back that was like in 2003 2002 2000 like a lot of uh, beat producers they have their systems and their system like a little bit of problem let's say the system crashed uh-huh. and they, they will call me on the phone like please come to my studio I want you to format my system I gotcha. want you to install this software I want you to upgrade the system so that was when I started having ideas on what to do next like I started falling in love with the music scene a little bit but way back I would just come upgrade the system and listing mm-hmm. how they produce but the interest, like, I never visualized myself that I'm going to be in the studio trying to make music. That was way back. So you went from being an IT, music IT guy to uh, actually making music yourself and a producer. And, and yeah. actually, uh, now you're an artist. That's really, that's, a, that's a, an odd turn for an IT person. <laughs> but that's cool. I mean, I think you know it's funny because maybe if in a different situation you probably would have fallen in love with music music earlier in your life. Uh, but was it you know being born in Nigeria and Africa uh, because you know the music probably the, the music wasn't as influential maybe in the community where you grew up was that probably that you, do you think that might have been the reason why it took you so long to appreciate the music? Mm, no, I uh, went back. I was kind of I love music from day one because for me myself I don't have uh, like there are people the the love sports uh-huh. but like me I don't love sports so way back I choose music like sort of my hobby I listen gotcha. more of music and movies but generally like I just like a general just a listener. listener yeah just a listener, just a listener. Yeah. gotcha so way back era like. When when songs were being played, when we were back in schools, we just get the the then lot, there's no like CD, let's just this tape cassette. Oh yeah, make right sure right. we have all this <laughs> Tupac and all this Biggie and yes. the rest being played on the tape cassette, and we put it on our Walkman. We go to school, we just listen generally. So you I know they say you know they you know they say Tupac is in Africa, right? Like some people say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I read a rumor like some days back. They were say they were saying it's, it, the guy is still alive, like the legend is still living. Yeah. The rumors that he's either in Africa or he's in Cuba. Is one of the two. <laughs> well, those are just propagandas. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. It would be great though if he just showed up one day and was like, "Yeah, I was chilling in Nigeria for the last twenty-five years." Uh, <laughs> well, that, that that would be great because we Nigerians we're kind of proud of our culture. So uh-huh. that would be like we'll, we'll try to make it like wow, Tupac was chilling in Nigeria. He loved Nigeria, <laughs> and he's living in Nigeria. Like, uh, like right now, Akon is doing something big in Africa. Yes, he is, and yeah. we are so proud of Akon. Like we Nigerians, were like, well, we won't bring in the light of Nigerian artists who are doing it big. Mm-hmm. We have the light yep. of Wale in MMG from mm-hmm. Nigeria. He's doing it big. Akon is there representing Africa. So we'll bring out all these artists. We'll be like, wow, Akon is great. It's representing us. Wale is representing us. So such kind of instance like, oh, Tupac was found in Nigeria. It would be like sort of a big thing to we <laughs> from Africa. You, you understand? 
Oh, definitely, definitely. It, it, how big is Akon over there? Akon has to be the biggest artist to come out of Nigeria. I mean, th- that dude but, is huge in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's definitely in Africa, I who uh, we all know him because he came out and there's a lot of artists, a lot of big artists right now in the mm-hmm. world that are from Africa. The Akon yeah, is yeah. from Senegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wally is from uh, Nigeria. A lot of artists from Africa, but when they when they when they blow out in the mainstream, most of them don't come out to say we are from Africa. Like they just forget the roots. Right. You understand? But Akon came out proudly, like representing us. Like he's proud to say he's from Africa. Wally is the same thing. So this kind of make us feel we love him for that. So over there is very very big and like right now with this is agenda of lighting up Africa. If the thing work out as planned, maybe in the next five years, in the next twenty years, he will be in the history book of Africa. Mm. Because right now most of the big problem Africa is facing is just the electricity. The resources is there. It's just the electricity. So if he can get the the work done as is planned. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the next five, ten years, it will be the history book. Like, Ecom brought electricity to Africa. Africa, yeah, to the continent. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> it's like it will yeah. be like a legend being honored. I, I I predicted now, my friend, Akon one day will be like a president in Africa, in one of the countries of Africa. Like he'll be uh, a like Nelson Mandela type, you know, leader. Leader, yeah. It's it's yeah. all depends on what the future will tell. Yeah. I guarantee that man is an incredible human being, and what he's doing over there is just uh, simply amazing. He should have won. Uh, honestly, I mean, you know, there was a lot of controversy here in the states on the yes. ESPY awards uh, with Caitlyn Jenner and her receiving an award, and nobody looking at what Akon is doing over there. I mean, that man deserves some kind of a heroic award for the work he's doing over there. He really, really does. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the problem with the with the media because mm-hmm. once you understand with the media. They never honor the people who are who are trying to make the world a better place. Correct. Yeah, they like to tear those people down. That's what they like. They, to do. Yeah, they like to put yeah. them down. Then yeah. honor the people. I might not like kind of say something that will cost. Like I'm trying to say something against the general family, but they kind of honor the people that portray the media in a bad way. Let mm-hmm. me just place it that way. Yeah. Well, you know it, what it is here in the media, man. It's like they build you up, and then when they see that you're doing good, they they tear you down and they like they go at you, which is partly of what happened to Michael Jackson and when he yep. you know, was first coming up. You know, the, the dude was just writing you know lust songs and he was just writing nice music and stuff. But if you look at when he started writing music that actually were given messages of change in the human mind, uh, you know, changing the way we we think, changing you know the way we treat our their planet, you know, doing things for a positive. When he started giving those messages out in his music, what happened? Yep. The tabloids attacked him. They went after him, wacko jacko. Next thing you know, he's dead in a few years. In a few years, yeah. This yeah. is no more thing in the in the society of today. Yeah, yeah. That's just a terrible thing in the society of today. It's a terrible mentality, that, especially the the media, the paparazzi, and all that stuff. Now, how long have you been out of Nigeria? Like, when did, was it that you left and you moved to Europe? Mm, I, was, I left like uh, about let's assume about nine to ten years now. Nine to ten years? Wow! Wow! Yeah. yeah. How awkward was that at first when you first left? Because you didn't leave for music; you just left because you 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 know left. You know how, how mm. weird was it to move to Europe and? 
Okay, um, <laughs> when I came to Europe, the purpose of coming was to study. Okay. Yeah, I came to study, and to God who made it, I graduated in 2011, got the master degree in pharmacy. Oh, wow. So when I came from study, from the study, you know, it's not all about study all the time, once in a while, you're going to have fun, party, and... <laughs> Make great music. Made great music. From there, we came into the music and all and all, and this is where we are today. Well, see, look, here's the great thing. If it doesn't work out in the music and uh, for whatever ungodly reason that happens, you have a, a degree to fall back on. So you, you did the right thing. you smart guy. Got yeah, his, yeah, uh, yeah. Got his degree, and now he's having fun and making great music. Let's get into yeah, some music because I know we wanted to play a, a track here, Time Out. Uh, tell us okay. about the song so we can play this so the audience can listen to this track. Okay, Time Out is uh, the song from the last album we dropped just a few months back in April 1st. And uh, the album have about, uh, I think, nine tracks in it. And um, it was placed on uh, digital sales. We try to get it out there. And right now, Time Out is the what? Like about three tracks are popping up in the album. Time Out is the top sales right now popping up in the album. It's all about... Uh, a boy and a girl having a drama issue, like the boy like to party, and his girlfriend don't feel like feel insecure, like the boy is just partly all the time having guests around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just we just try to capture the the drama scene between the love life of uh, the male and the female gender. You know, it's funny uh, for all my listeners here in America. See, it doesn't matter what part of the world you're from. Love is the yep. same, no matter where you are, man. It's the same exact tune. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's universal. It is. Time out. Young Paper Boys. Check this out. We'll be back. Now I'm pop some Mali. I just want 
All right, that is Time Out by Young Paper Boys. Yep, yeah, that's a yep, great track, yep. man. Yeah, so thanks. That is awesome. And, and, you know, you got a lot of music videos on YouTube, which is really cool. You're taking advantage of the media, social media. Uh, how much uh, of social media, you know, has played an influence in getting your music out there? Because, I mean, that's like, I would say right now, it's, it's probably like the most important thing in young artists, right? Because of the way the sales and stuff goes. Yeah, um, the social media have helped me a lot. I think way back we started in the two seven. Uh, in two thousand and seven, first of all, we are popping with MySpace. Yes. So <laughs> well, we are back. all time trying to dig out the MySpace. Ooh, time of, traveling. Time travel. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of followers on MySpace, and I think then YouTube wasn't a lot big on the music aspect. So once you get it on MySpace and you just got trending on MySpace, it was like a big thing. From MySpace, we move on to the YouTube, and from there, we are on. Uh, we are independently doing our thing independently. Right? Uh-huh. We place the. We first of all put out an album. Though let's say we are young at the age, we did not understand how the industry runs. So we went straight up, recorded an album, which our first debut album, moving. Uh-huh. Then we tried that was to in two thousand and nine, right? That's when that came out in oh nine. Uh, oh nine, yeah. Yeah. So we place it straight on uh, iTunes, distributed independently, and over here in the Europe, um, we met our manager, which is Dima by name, and uh, then he took us out to the radio stations. We did some interviews, and at the end of the day, we end up printing some CDs, which we use like a promo CDs from the album right here in Europe. So we try to move it around and so on. And um, the problem to is language over here too a little bit because over here we don't speak English over here in Ukraine. It's like uh, Ukrainian language and uh, Russian language is like partly. Okay. So then coming up for us then, that was in 2009 and so on, we are just moving around on the promo aspect, missing the languages together, the Russia, the Ukrainian language and the English trying to get ourselves out there. Then, luckily... The, the, you should the, head out to Cuba one day and just try to get a, hold of, get a hold of our language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we, we have somebody who uh, was trying to call in. Uh, caller, you're live on Inside the Jackal's Head with our guest, Neja Boss. Uh, welcome to the show. Okay. Hello? Well, I guess the caller uh, has nothing to say, so let's move on. Okay. So, but yes, go to Cuba and, and tell me when you do, call me and be like, wow, the languages, well, man. The languages. <laughs> the language hard over there was kind of easy. Now, do you speak uh, any other languages besides uh, English? Mm, and- right now, right now, um, about four, four to five languages. Wow, no kidding. Yeah, we speak the, the, no matter the Ukrainian language, right. the Russian language. My English language, then my African traditional language. Okay, but I'm we, trying... we got the caller back in the line. Say hello, caller, okay. in your in your African language, your traditional language. Hello, caller, you're live on the air. See, uh, you, that's weird, man. We're getting uh, the caller calling in, but he's not answering not anyway. Oh. You you see him on the Skype? There, you see the unknown phone number, right? You see the Caller on there? Okay, no, no, no. I can't say. I can't say. Uh, oh well, don't worry about it. His okay. loss. Uh, his loss. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Well, so, well that's a, it's a, with four languages, man. My goodness, man. That's a, that's amazing. Yeah, and and uh, I want to learn French language because it's kind of universal language. French? Yeah. French, really? Yeah. Like that is, uh, I would say that's like the sexiest language on the planet. Uh, you know, French. French. Like, yeah. yeah, French people like they could be arguing and like they could be like saying, "I'm going to kill you and I'm going to slaughter your children in front of you," and it sounds like they're like making love. <laughs> like, oh, but we, but 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 and I'm like, "Holy man, it's like the sexiest thing ever!" And really, it's like they're plotting each other's murder, and you will yes. never know it's so sexy. No, that, that's why I love French language. Like, it's my next language I want to embark on. I just want to learn it. Yeah, yeah, I would love to learn it just to understand what they're saying because you know. Sometimes I think they're like just saying great things, and they're probably like, "Look at this fat guy," and I don't even know. And they're like, "Wee wee moo moo," and it sounds so great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's a beautiful language. It really, truly is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as I was saying, uh, the social media played a lot of help mm-hmm. because when we are busy doing all this promo right here in uh, Europe, all of a sudden the the moving album blew up on the social media. So at the end of the day, we start getting sales on iTunes, and we're like surprised, like, <laughs> like wow, this thing is going through. So from there, we started moving on, moving on, and now are you getting booked a lot now in the, in the clubs? I mean, are you are you doing a lot of uh, shows in Europe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. when can we expect you in America? Um, very soon because some uh, promoters have been hitting us up, but just. Right now, we just want to lay down a good foundation first, then before the next thing, before the next thing. But we already have a lot of promoters, like, they were hitting us this summer. Guys, just come, just come, get you a lot of shows going on. So, but we're trying to work out some things, first of all, before we know what next to do on the other aspects. Because first of all, um, hello? Yeah. Okay. First of all, uh, right now <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my PhD program, so right. soon I'll be done. So when I'll be done fully, I'll be fully based on traveling right, let me say, coming to the States. Though we already have plans because we need to have a shows right in the state, in Canada. And my biggest dream is to have a show in Australia. Yes, that'd be awesome. That's Australia's one of my she- biggest yeah, dreams. Australia's look places like Australia and China. These places are blowing up with music and movies. And the culture is just exploding. Yeah, yeah, that, that's like the the future right now in the music. Scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, I would love to have you guys come down here in Florida. I mean, that'd be just uh, great to see, see a concert down here with you guys. You know, you, yeah, are it, you it, it would to... be it would be great because uh, in our new album we feature the a young cat in uh, Miami, Florida. Nice. Yeah, Jay Dan by the, by the name is on the uh, life uh, life philosophy tracks. The guy oh, killed, okay. he killed the they killed the song for us, so it would be nice. Nice, that'd be great, man. That'd be great if you guys do some some stuff down here. Now, how many official members are are in the Young Paper Boys? Okay, just two. Two. I okay, am you? Demarata. Right. So, so there's two members. Yeah, two and. Members. Uh, and do you guys are you guys making all your own music uh, currently, or are you working with different producers? How is that working out? Okay, um, we already we have our, our standby producer. The guy is very good, and most time when we do features with other artists, like back to back features. Okay, so we might end up working with two or three producers. Like okay, like the track I told you right now, the Life Philosophy 
Remis. We end up working with about three producers because we had uh, Nasty Black from the state to Nasty Black okay. uh, from uh, the state. And we had uh, Jaydan from Miami to the state. So, like, yeah, we have our producers over here. So they kind of fuse it all together. They listen to the track. They record their verses and they mastered it, like, individually. And at the end of the day, it came with conclusion and did a very good production on the on the track. That's awesome. So, yeah. Now, what do you see yourself doing in, like, 10 years? You know, now you're getting your degree, you're getting all that stuff, and, you know, your education in, in place. Uh, in 10 years, you think you're going to be in the same place making music, or do you see mm-hmm. this kind of, uh, you know, kind of dying off a little bit, and you moving into something um, else? Definitely. In the entertainment industry, and in the music industry, I see myself in 10 years being... One of the greatest in the industry. Nice. That's a good answer. Yeah, you know, that's... one of the reasons I ask is because you really sound like somebody who will become an entrepreneur and do, like, your own record label and start, you know, producing. And you'll you get, like, you know, more into, like, the business aspect of things. Yeah. Um, I've been in the music now for so many years. Like, mm-hmm. counting. It's going to, like, 10 years. And uh, throughout the time in the, in the music industry, we have been independently. Though we have our own record label right here, like uh, the Europe guys helping us to get our songs in Europe. Mm-hmm. But definitely, throughout these years, I've understand the industry. I've did a lot of research. I've did a lot of studies, uh, music schools, online, and so on. And um, I understand how the industry works. I can't say I understand it 100%, but I understand how the industry works 80%. With right. the big record labels, with the because I spoke, I've spoke with so many big record la- uh, label executives. I call them on phone, speaks to them one on one, try to understand one or two things. Some are nice, some are not nice. You understand? Mm. Yeah, but at the end yeah. of the day, I see myself having this empire turning into something that will be great. Let me just put think- it that way. What what do you think some of their hesitation is? Do you think is a language barrier, or just a culture difference? The fact that you're from you know in Europe and from Africa, do you think that it's a little hesitation still with some of the the folks here in the states? Um, the major problem is like they want us to come move over to the states. That's a big one. Yeah, that's, that's just <laughs> I, the major, I can, yeah, I can see that being an issue with a lot of labels out here. Yeah, I can see that being a problem. That that's the major problem because right now we have a lot of followers on Facebook. A lot uh-huh. of followers on Twitter, yes. a lot of followers on IG, and they'll be like, guys, why don't you come to the States? Just come to the States. We'll make it happen. A lot of guys just hit me up like, move on to the state, We'll make it happen. So that is just the major, I can say the major problem or the major, uh, let's say, barrier, or I don't know how to put it. But that's just the major problem right now. That's a main barrier, I guess, would be the best yep. way to describe. It. Yeah, uh, but you know, eventually, I mean, you you should really consider, uh, you know, doing a move, if not permanently, at least, uh, you know, you know, temporarily, uh, to really uh, enjoy the culture and to put your music out here. I mean, this is you know, this is the mecca of entertainment. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. now I understand. Like, uh, I'm I'm dreaming of that. Let's say I would say I'm dreaming of that. I would say I'm walking towards that by next year. Yeah. If possible, I'll be in the state trying to organize one or two things, try to hook up with some promoters, try to get my stuff out there, 
right? Because a lot of the the fans we have right now, a lot of them are from the states, and it's better they see us live on stage. Let me just put that put it that way. Like most of them, like we want to see you guys live on stage. We want to see you guys do your thing, and yes. so on. Want to just come and support? They'll be like, just tell us the venue. We just want to support. You understand? You know, I, I'll tell you what the 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 stage. Uh, you know, shows. I think that is really, you know, the heart of music. You know, when, when artists go on stage and they perform in front of an audience, that to me is the heart of of music and entertainment. Of music, yep. And uh, you know, that's really where it'll always be because you know, when records are completely obsolete and nobody buys records anymore and nobody gets downloads, when all that stuff goes away, guess what's still going to be there? Live performance. Live performance. Yep, yep. That's yep. Your, that's, that's, the, that's the bread and butter, and it always go back to that. Yeah, and it will be nice for us to come over there to. To entertain the fans, to mm-hmm. kind of relate with the fans over there, because over here in in Europe, it's fun. Like when we hit the stage, like last year we did a tour, and the 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 the, the let's say the crowd was lovely, the people was fun, it was interesting, and so on. So it would be nice to like hit the stage, try to move move to the club to entertain the people move to the stage, like the bigger stage, the bigger audience. And it will be great to have us there. But I'm just thinking maybe by next year we'll make the move. Oh, that'd be great, man. It really would. I think that's the, the next big big thing for you. Uh, and unfortunately, we're almost out of time, and it sucks. The hour went by so quick. Uh, because wow. It was a, a lot of fun having you on, man. It's been a, well, a thanks, blast thanks. having you on. It's a pleasure. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go and have your music played on uh, on this show on rotation, my friend. Uh, this is great, great music. Uh, wow, so it'll thanks. definitely get played on here. And uh, when you come to the States, make sure you look me up because I want to see one of your shows. I want to no, no, see you live. That, that's straight up. That's straight up. <laughs> now, I want to give you a little time here to promote uh, the websites. You know, give us your links, uh, anything you want to tell anybody uh, to go look for on the Internet so they can find your stuff uh, anywhere, YouTube, uh, your main websites, whatever. Okay, uh, it's your it's your boy, young people, boys. You can check us out on Facebook. Let's I'll, I'll put it this way: the whole Facebook knew young people boy existed because we already have a lot of followers over there. You can check us on Facebook, young people, boys. Twitter, young people, boys. Uh, over the state, you can hook us up on our Vivo channel, young people, boys. Instagram, young people, boys. MySpace, young people, boys. All over, young people, boys. And by the way, it's paper boys with a Z at the end. Just making sure. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, Z at the end. Yeah, there you go. Check out Scrabble, by the way, everybody. That's a great track. I love that song, Scrabble. Well, thanks, thanks very much. <laughs> In fact, let's go off to that song. We're we're all out of time here, man. It was awesome having you on. Thank you so much for being a part of the show tonight, and yeah, uh, thanks, look forward to having you having, having you back in the future. Well, thanks for having me. To be a pleasure coming back to the show. It'll be our pleasure, believe me. Guys, we're going to uh, leave you for the evening. Uh, Art Bell is next, so uh, go over to Dark Matter Digital Network and check out that show. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thanks to our guest. Thanks. Thank you, Nigel, uh Boss. Uh, you know, this is awesome music, everybody. This is Scrabble by Young Paper Boys. Check it out. <laughs>